I didn't. Would you like to share that no, joke again? No. <laughs> no, I, I think, think so. I think it's good that all that's gone. I, I'm glad I wasn't recording, huh? <laughs> yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome B-Tech Smith and Steve Mex. B-Tech Smith and Steve Mex. You are now entering the Megacars. The Megacars. <laughs> What's up, Ted? What up, Steve? You know, just living. Yeah, man. Feeling pretty good. Yeah, you look relaxed. Yeah, it's so funny. I, I don't think many people can appreciate this unless you work a job where you get up at 2.30 in the morning every day. But I was like, I got to sleep in till 7, man. I feel great. Yeah. Like, sleeping in till 7 is awesome. Yeah, you look totally relaxed. I feel great. Yeah. I feel, actually, I'm very sad right now. I just found out the Cowboys have informed Tony Romo that he will be released. Big shock. Breaking news. <laughs> I mean, why would they keep him? <laughs> right. He's old and injury prone, and they've got the future. Yeah. Shocking news. Tony Romo not coming back to the Cowboys. Yeah. Like, if it's not in an antique ball, old and fragile doesn't work in most parts of the world. <laughs> Unfortunately, it doesn't. I no. wish it did, because that would give us hope. Yeah. Because at some point, we're going to be old and fragile, just like Tony Romo. Well, and it's so weird because Tony Romo is probably younger than both of us. He's younger, better shape, yeah. and more talented. But he's old and fragile but, in the NFL. Yes. Right? He's worthless in that world. In any other world, he would be a stud. Yeah. That's so weird, right? Like, like yeah. we're hitting our, like, I feel like most people, like 35 to 50 is like your prime earning years and stuff. Yep. Not in the NFL. You're nope. an old man. Get the hell out. It's all downhill from here, Tony. Yeah. Good might, luck. Good might, luck. Yeah. <laughs> might want to invest in a restaurant. No, no, I'm just laughing. Like, how many athletes? You know, as many. I'm sure there's a ton of success stories. I just feel like there's a lot that aren't. Yeah, I feel like there's a ton that aren't. Yeah, there's some that I I would love. Like, like that would be a pretty interesting, but maybe not good enough for a thirty for thirty because there's no tragedy involved. Like, don't talk about the tragic investments, but it's interesting to hear. Like, Marcus Trufant, I believe he makes a lot of money off of um storage facilities. Like, he invested in that. Well, that was the other thing. I was going to say, and who is it from the Seahawks? I like when they, like, he just has, like, a couple wing stops and stuff. Oh, um, Sidney Rice. Yeah. But so, a few other guys have now been getting involved with that with him. See, like, that, I think, is, like, the easiest, smartest idea. Because I don't, like, I'm sure the profits aren't as huge as, like, a steak restaurant, but I feel like the, the risk has got to be less. Way less. And then if you get into the point where franchise owners have to then buy in, yeah. then it's all of a sudden you're just printing, well, I don't know if you're printing money, but you're probably making a lot of cash. Yeah. And, and trust me, I've been to some good restaurants that have guys' names on it. I just, I don't know. I worry. I don't ever go to a restaurant because there's a name attached to it. You know, like, I mean, I go to, like, Harry Carey's in Chicago because it's an institution. It's not, I mean, obviously, he's a, a beloved figure, but yeah. I go because it's a freaking awesome steakhouse. Yeah, I mean, unless you're a chef. Like, I'd like to go to John Howie's one day. Yeah, I've never been. Neither have I. Well, let's go together. Mandate. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I have a wife that would not eat anything that he's serving, probably, other than a salad. We're, yeah. I, you're going to have to make sure you bring a lot of cash. Oh, am I buying? No, but I don't <laughs> think she wants to see your half of the receipt from that place. <laughs> Can it be as bad as that time we went buck wild at Blue Sea Sushi? Oh, I'm just, <laughs> I know I know a few steakhouses, and I've heard Howie is great, but it's like even more expensive. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm in. I'm yeah. still in. Oh, I'm in. Yeah. I'm or, dying to go. Or is it as bad as the mustard seed when my wife saw the bank statement on the oh. mustard seed, and she's like, how did you go to a dive bar and get greasy food and still walk away paying 100 bucks?" I'm like, well, babe, 
I lost credit card roulette to Ted and his friend. I know. That was common as hell, too. Me and Bear just rifling beers. Rifling beers. Not only, I just love it because I provided, I was the, the shuttle. Yep. Uh, it all started because of uh, Luke coming on the podcast. All these things. And I also paid for the meal. <laughs> I, I lost upon losing upon losing. And I, it's funny because like anyone doesn't know credit card roulette. I mean, I would imagine you do. You throw all your credit cards in a hat, and then you pull out a card, and that's. But technically, did, you should have the waitress pull it out. Right, the waitress pulled it out. My name got picked first. But in any other instance, I've ever played credit card roulette. That meant I would, I was safe because I don't know how. Like, I obviously, oh. you play it differently. First card loses. Yeah. In the times that I've played it, last card picked loses. Oh. Which is even more fun because of the suspense. I did not know that, Steve. And I I was hoping that like by not correcting you that maybe it would work to my advantage and it wound up blowing up in my face and my card was picked first. In any other instance, that would have been awesome. That would have been like the ultimate stress reliever because now I'm out. I'm good. I'm safe. And as often as I play that game, I lose it almost every time, except, of course, to you. Yes. <laughs> who got us the hookup, who picked us up, who dropped us off and paid for our food and beer. I was your guys' bitch. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> what did you nurse? Like, a beer? Yes, because I'm driving. I'm like, oh, I'll have one beer with the boys. A celebratory beer. Well, you got a, you got a pack of sausages out of it, Steve. Okay, fine. <laughs> yes, you know, Uli's sausage is delicious. I don't know if it's necessarily $100 of sausage. It was three, three links. links. Yeah. $33 a link. <laughs> Damn. All right, why don't we get things going? Let's get the heart race and the blood pumping and the brain functioning. This time around, Ted, I think you'll know this song. Uh-oh. Let's get Ted Damn to the right. song that kicked off the new original set last Saturday at Studio yeah. 7. <laughs> Blur. Let's go, Mega Family. Let's get to it. it. Here we go. One, You like that? And you know, when we did it at Studio 7, it sounded like this. Ladies and gentlemen, we're the best radio cover band on the planet. We go by the name of New Originals, and we're here to rock your f***ing faces off. Yeah, Ted! Oh, nice audio! Look at this, the bootleg. That's me on the drums. And here comes Ted. voice does get high. <laughs> Ted was squeezing his balls while singing it. <laughs> Ted was owning it on stage. <laughs> Got a scarf on. Yeah. <laughs> Good energy. Yeah, thanks, dude. 
No, I was talking about me. Oh, I'm kidding. <laughs> I like how you didn't even miss a beat when I was giving that little speech. You still, like, rock your faces off and you just kick Whoa, into it. Time to do the little stick click thing. <laughs> that was awesome, though. Good times, man. That, oh, was a, that was a good show. Awesome times. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we're the best radio cover band on the planet. We go by the name of New Originals, and we're here to rock your Faces off. Ted Talks, starring Beatex <laughs> I wish people had been there and had could have heard how heavy the first band was. Oh my gosh! <laughs> like, uh, uh, what do they call Toe Cutter? I believe, and they were awesome. I really <laughs> loved them. They were heavy, but they were aggressively heavy, right. like death metal, punk, like. Awesome groove to um, I love the breakdowns that they were having, but the whole time I'm, I remember we go we all reconvene in the backstage area to get all of our gear ready. Yeah, and I think Ten and I look at each other I'm like, "There's Toe Cutter," and then we're supposed to go up and be like, "Hey, everybody, here's Blur's song too." Right. So I mean, even Thrill and you who are usually pretty calm. Yeah. Both of you guys are like, "We got to go out there and do song two, right?" So now I'm pacing. It's like, man, I got to go sing this thing. Yeah. So I just looked at Steve at one point, thus the speech in the beginning. And I go, I'm going out there and I am being aggressive. We are setting it up. Yes. You did set the tone with that. Right? The crowd was in right after that. Yeah. yeah. I know. It was, it was unbelievable. Because in the pacing, you were just like so like matter of fact. Like, yeah, we are the best radio station cover band. Yeah. And, you, and the best part is, is that. If you play it again and you listen, when I say best, like there's a there's a half second that seemed like it was thirty seconds where I was like, best radio station cover band. Ladies and gentlemen, we're the best radio cover yeah. band on the planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like for me, it felt like a lifetime when I said it. Yeah, the pregnant pause, man. It always feels longer than it really is. Right. I mean, always. Yeah. Whenever I do anything, like whenever I'm like on stage for a stage announcement, I just want to go like micro machines, really, really fast. Here's Allison Chains. Goodbye. <laughs> It's like internally telling yourself, take your time, man. Right? Breathe. <laughs> Here, why don't we set this back up again? Yeah, Here we go. Ted Talks, starring Vitek Smith. Uh, so this one, I think, goes for anything in your life. Now, obviously, you could take this TED Talk and make a parallel to what's going on in politics. Okay. But it's not just for politics, right? It's a term we used to say a lot that we don't do. We just see both sides of it, right? You know, so in politics, they go, ah, you got to sit on, you got to see both sides of the aisle. So for us in life, sometimes you got to see both sides too, and and not and not feel like you always deserved of something. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You work hard, you go on a vacation, cool. You deserve that vacation. You deserve that break. I'm leaving for Hawaii in a couple of days. Yeah. Well, you work hard, you deserve it, and I deserve it. But uh, I rock people's faces off. Yeah. Well, sometimes I I have friends of mine that are like, oh, you know, but like I don't know, like I'm nice, like don't I just deserve a girl and this and that? And it's like. No, you don't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Shutting it out. No, you don't deserve anything, nice boy. I'll just say it. Like, it, it takes more than that. So, like, instead of sitting around feeling like you deserve some stuff, like maybe change some things about you, and, and then you can, you can find that thing you're looking for. Mm-hmm. You know, be, be the change you want. I like that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I think people are so quick to just become like the victim, too. Like yeah. self-imposed victim attitude, dealing with that. I talked about it on the MIGS cast a little bit about a certain person that works here at the, at the company, 
uh, that's trying to like drag me into their own drama that I have nothing to do with, but I think they just want to drag someone into the drama so that that way they don't look like they're the bad guy only. And right. it's like, you know, eventually that's going to catch up to you, man. You keep playing that victim card when you're not really a victim. It's Mart- going to catch up to you. Martyrdom. Yeah. 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 The martyrs, yeah. The martyrs to me are the worst. Oh, well, I do this and that. And it's just like, all right. But nobody, if nobody's asking you, you don't have to do it. If you do it by yourself, you can't then come back and go, well, nobody helped me with this. Nobody told you to do it. There was a phrase for it, and I don't know what the hell it's called, but I wish I remembered it. It's, a, it's like a, a, a mentality of, and I think it might have been even Tony Romo that brought it up. Like, you know, this is like, we don't live in a world of tenure anymore. You don't get what. Just because you've been there the longest doesn't mean you get to reap the benefits of whatever it is. You have to earn it. And yeah. I can't remember what the phrase is, and I'm sure someone will tweet it at us or whatever at the Megacast. But, and that's truly, I, I remember having a conversation with someone in our business, and not from this station, not from this company, but they just wanted to pick my brain. They're like, hey, blah, blah, I'm not getting where I want to be. I'm like, well, what are you doing? He's like, well, I've been around for 10 years, and I feel like, you know, tenure, I deserve the shot to be basically like a host of a show. And I'm like, bro, it doesn't work that way. Tenure doesn't matter. It doesn't matter anymore. And that might be unfortunate or it might be fortunate. I think there's good and bad to tenure. But at the end of the day, if you're not busting your ass, you're not proving that you are worthy of it, don't expect someone to give it to you. Yeah. Yeah. And Right. Exactly. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Boom. Steve talk. Steve talk. <laughs> and you know, sometimes in order to get the girl, you just got to be a man that does commercials for Beacon Plumbing. Oh my God! <laughs> do we do we need to set up what? All right, before we get to the Beacon Plumbing okay, audio, okay. So Saturday night, obviously, Steve and I have fun at the show, right? Had a great time, great meeting all the rockaholics. That yeah. was so much fun. You guys brought so much energy, and we had a blast on stage. Yeah, man, uh, was cool. I like seeing Wyatt there too, man. Wyatt's the best. Yeah, yeah. Uh, From Wyatt only in the wreckage. So I got to I got to tell people about our our pizza purgatory. Oh my god! So Steve and I like to go out and have fun, but Steve and I also like to do simple stuff and just get pizza. Yeah. So all week, I've been telling Steve, Steve, after the show, we're going to leave. I got this great pizza place. They'll deliver it to my house. It'll be the best pizza you've had in forever. Right. Like, that was like, that changed our course of the night. Like, when we were like, hey, you know, we'll do new originals. And afterwards, you know, I'm in town. We're hanging out. Let's keep the party going. So originally, we were thinking, oh, maybe we'll go to Capitol Hill. We'll go meet up with some people. There's this. There's that. And then Ted drops the, I know a pizza place that has the best Sicilian-style pizza you want to just come over to my place and eat pizza as opposed to going out? And I'm like, you had me at Sicilian style. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't care. I mean, it's Dino's, all right? Dino's tomato pie. Okay. It is phenomenal. Yes. So we're I'd try- like to agree with you, but as we'll learn, yeah. I did not get to enjoy that pizza. So like most nights we go out, I had a few more beverages than Steve. Shocking. So we're driving home, and I'm trying to order the pizza on the app, but it will only let me order the round ones from Dino's. So I'm a little drunk, so I'm like... Steve, I don't know if I'm just drunk or messing this up. This doesn't seem to work. And this is a great conversation because Ted's like, here, can you help me out? I'm like, no, Ted, I can't. I'm driving. (laughs) Trying to get us safely to your apartment. And now I'm like the drunk. And also, I've been smoking a ton of weed. No. So now I'm like that. It's almost like I'm in like, I feel like I'm the couple now, right? And it's like Steve's the responsible one. And I'm like the idiot one. And all I had to do was order the pizza. And I can't order it. How come every time we go out, you have to get that space? Can we have one nice night out where you and I go out, we hang out, and we order pizza without any consequence? So, so finally, I just go, all right, Steve, we'll figure it out when we get back to my place. 
We get back there. I'm not losing my mind. Dino's, it's just crowded on a Saturday night, so they're not selling the Sicilian one. You can only get the rounds. Right. So then I go on the website, and I'm like, dude, I found it. Let's just, or, no, I'll just call them, give them my card info, and we'll get the pizza. Right. So I go to the contact thing, and on their website, it says, you cannot call in a delivery order. Please use our app. So it brings us right back to the mess that we were already in. <laughs> so we figure out the Dino's isn't going to work. So I go, Steve... Pizza Hut has pretty good delivery wings. Why don't we just order a pizza? And I was like, you had me at chicken wings. Right. So Steve's like, I'm in. I said, Steve, man, here's a clean towel because he's been drumming. He's a little sweaty. So go ahead and shower off. I'll order the pizza. Right. Another part of hell trying to order a large pizza. It won't order. Finally, Steve can hear me on the phone and and he just hears me go. And I go, okay, fine. We'll take the stuffed crust. I don't care. And I'm I'm, I'm like toweling myself off. Yes, ladies, it's some very sexy visual. I know. Um, And I hear Ted talking to the pizza people. I'm like, wait a minute. When I went to go take that shower, he was on an app ordering the pizza. What the hell? Why is he on the phone now? Right. It's been like 10 minutes. So sitting half at Pizza Hut somehow ran out of like large pan pizza dough that night. So I was just well, like, which right. I don't understand how they run out of crust or a pizza dough, but had enough to make stuffed crust. Because I think the doughs are already made. Ah. I, oh. Again, how do you run? That's like, that's like Molly <laughs> Moon's me. running out of waffle cones. Like, I'm sure it's happened. And, and it's unacceptable. I just think, Heads are going to roll. I just think everybody in the city must have been ordering pizza at the same time we were. And they all I, probably started with... With Dino's? Dino's. And then they went to Don- then they went to Pizza Hut. So, now the pizza is ordered. We've gone through our personal hell. Now we're having a couple beers and drinking. And then that's when we discovered just a way to talk to women. Yes. And you know, when we come back, we'll play the audio of the Beacon Plumbing ad, which you've... Look, I'm sure most people have seen this commercial... And maybe they haven't even batted a single eye but to how the commercial seen it. Right, we went deep mm-hmm. on this commercial, and we might have seen that commercial ten times in the course of the evening, which was very weird. Oh, because like, we were watching state championship basketball, so it was oh, all local right. commercials. That's a good point. Yeah, that's our crazy night. <laughs> hey, you guys want to go out drinking? No, we're going to go back to Ted's house, watch high school basketball, and eat pizza. You know, it sounds sad when you say it now. It seemed like fun Saturday when we did it. I had a blast. I would do it again right now. <laughs> All right, when we get back, we'll talk about the, the beacon plumbing head that made us both collectively raise an eyebrow. If I was a human, all I would do is bang, bang. The mega cast will be back. Did you know pot's now completely legal in eight states with more on the way? That means you may be facing charges for something that wasn't a crime. Find out more by calling the law offices of Burke and Associates at 888-888-8888. Sorry, stoners. Was that too fast? I'll try it again. 888. Still too fast? Okay, let's start from the beginning. Pick up the phone. Don't worry, no one's on the other line. Now take your finger and... Will you stop crunching? Are those Funyuns? Good, aren't they? Okay, anyways. Wait. Oh, my God. Do you hear a siren? Run! <laughs> no, just kidding. But seriously, take your finger. Yes, the one talking to you right now. Press 8, 
and again and again. You can do it. Oh, you hit the six. (sighs) Forget it, stoners. Let's call it a day. I'll be back with another ad tomorrow. Enjoy SpongeBob. don't have little toy guns, but they are packing something little. Ha, ha, ha. The Megacast is back. Thanks. What was that about? Not just taking shots at our penises. Jesus, man. He's probably mad at us because we stood in on a Saturday night and ate pizza. Yeah. I can understand that. Yeah. We were too scared to go out with our little wee-wees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> man, that makes me want to talk about now the penis, the penis Fitbit. Have you seen this story? Yeah, we get to the... I, I've seen the headlines. So it's a British condom company that has put together, it's called the Icon Smart Condom, the world's first smart condom, which tracks the movements of what you do. It's basically like a Fitbit around a ring, and I would imagine then you have like replaceable condoms that attach to that ring, and it monitors your thrusts. And In fact, I grabbed this uh, CNET reporter, did a, a story on it. All right. And I, I only want to play it because I got to give her credit. Her um, Professionalism? Her, no, her ability to drop penis puns was phenomenal. In oh, this. not professionalism. <laughs> right. So here's the, here's the icon report uh, from CNET. Well, mankind has finally done it. There's now a sex tracking wearable gadget. It's called the icon and it's marketed as the world's first smart condom, but it's not actually a condom at all. It's a ring that sits at the base of the condom, like a Fitbit for your man bits. Hey, hang on. Time out. Fitbit for your man bits. I mean, are we just dancing around the fact that it's a C-ring? Yes. All right. Why don't they just call it that? Because right, I was like, there's no way this is a condom that can be safe for, for, for condom use. This is clearly just a C-ring. That's Right. Just call it the smart rhymes with rock ring. Yeah. The smart rock ring. And of course, you're going to be better wearing one of those. That's what I've heard. I've never tried one. You've never worn one? Jeez, oh, sorry, Ted. I haven't. Oh. You're looking at me like I've never eaten pepperoni pizza. Dude, you, there's little disposable ones you can get for like that like vibrate and stuff. <laughs> oh, you got to try it. Dude. Yeah? Yeah. But am I at a point of no return? Because I've been married now for what? Six years? And I've never introduced this ring into our relationship. If all of a sudden I'm like, hey, babe. I don't know how, I was talking with Ted, and he recommended I put this ring on. Yeah, that'll sound weird, but trust me, it'll be great for her, too. Yeah? It's a win-win? Yeah. All right. But, I mean, it's... Yeah. Can I borrow yours? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Sounds weird. Don't worry, babe, I just borrowed it from Ted. I didn't spend any money. I'm trying to save cash after that uh, mustard seed debacle. <laughs> but I hear my mustard seed's a lot stronger with this thing on. No. All right, let's continue. Sorry. But instead of tracking your calories burned during a walk, it's tracking calories burned during sex. How, you ask? Well, there is plenty of data this doohickey is gathering, such as the speed and quantity of thrust, the velocity of thrust, average skin temperature, and girth measurement. That's my favorite. Uh, Girth measurement. She's in. And now, oh yes, she is. And now comes the puns. And best of all, you can share all of this data with friends or compare it to the world. Now, I would, 
Before I get to the puns, I don't know if I would necessarily want to get engaged in a fun, like, you know how Fitbit is all about, like, you challenge each other, and it's, it, it adds a fun element to working out. All right. I don't know if I need a fun element to sex. Well, it's weird, too, is it's like, I think it's a fun element if you're with your partner talking about, maybe we should try, but, like, do I need to be like, Steve, look how many more thrust I got in last night than you? Right, like, after I have sex with my wife, I'm like, babe, that was a good one. She's like, oh, yeah, of course, just like every time. And then I'm going to be like, hold on, I need to text uh, Ted my results. Yeah. I think I, I, I think I topped his high score. Right, like, I don't know what he was doing last night, but he put up a big score. 86 thrusts. I wonder if I could tell the difference between sex and masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while, just gives you a little shock, loser. <laughs> so now we live in a universe where there are app leaderboards for thrust velocity. Yeah. But thankfully, we can count on the internet to share varying positions on the matter. Oh, okay, positions. All right, all right, one. Good fun. Like reminding us how this gives partners precise scientific data to point out how disappointing you are. Oh, <laughs> God damn. Gosh, lady. Coming a in. frosty in here. Yeah. <laughs> the company behind this tech is British Condoms, and it took three years to bang this out. Oh, come on. All right, here we go. Drink every time you hear a pun, you're about to get drunk. Certainly not a quickie endeavor. There's another one. It has eight hours of endurance before... Endurance. Okay, yeah. It runs out of juice. And oh, it runs out of juice. All right, good for you. And it took three years to bang this out. Certainly not a quickie endeavor. It has eight hours of endurance before it runs out of juice and needs a recharge. A recharge, all right. No, that's a stretch. Yeah. Okay. It's available for pre-order for 60 pounds, which is about 74 U.S. dollars. No word on when it will come out this year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She, she emphasized knows. the word come. She knows what she's saying. That was with a U, lady. That was definitely with a U. 60 pounds, which is about 74 U.S. dollars. No word on when it will come out this year, but the company will not charge you until it has a firm release. Firm release? Come on. And now everybody is wasted. Right? So until we live in a world where you can get analytical data of your pelvic performance, you could ask your partner what makes them happy. Just a tip. Just a, a tip. tip. Mm-hmm. I feel like she's blatantly being like, just talk to your wife about what she likes. Oh, there was a little bit of a commentary at the end of that. That yeah. was a hot take. That was a hot take. <laughs> also, I like using the term... Uh, Public like, performance? No, like charging or recharging. Yes. I don't know, like, hang on, honey, I'm connected to the dock. I'm recharging. I'm recharging. I'm on XNXX.com, recharging. <laughs> Girth measurement. Girth measurement. All right, before this is a weird transition to go from that to then uh, a certain member of the Seattle Seahawks is. Uh, how do we describe this? Okay, so we were sitting around watching television, watching high school basketball. Right, were we watching the foray? Yes. Right? Because we were wondering why, like, Garfield or the beach wasn't in there. It's like, oh, because this is the 4A, not the 5A. And we legit got into the game, even though it was like a blowout, like whatever team it won. It was close to, like, the fourth qu- Well, They ended up winning by 20. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. It was a blowout. It's like 81 to 61, I think the game ended in. And when I say we were into it, it was like, come on, little white guy. <laughs> <laughs> come on. Here's your moment. Right. This is the moment you'll look back on when you're 60. Right. We, and we went over the conversation of why does college, or why does college basketball have two halves? Every other label ha- or level has four quarters. That, I never even put two and two together with that. When you brought that up, my mind was blown. You're, I'm like, you're right. High school goes four quarters. Pros, pros go four, four quarters. quarters. But college says F you both before and after. We're just going two halves. Two halves. And just the men. The women play four quarters. Got two. I didn't know that. 
And then we were also laughing, like, you forget how good college and NBA is till you watch a high school game. Like, oh, yeah, making a basket is kind of tough. Yes. I mean, they're missing some easy ones. And I say that because I would miss the easy ones. <laughs> right. So this is all the commentary. And then we keep seeing the Beacon Plumbing commercial with Bobby Wagner in it. Yeah. And I think the first couple times we never even... You didn't notice anything. Like, oh, yeah, funny. I miss Marshawn. That yeah. kind of stuff. Nothing bad. Yeah. And we have the commercial. And there'll be a part towards the end where hopefully you pick up on what we're picking up on. And we'll probably have to describe it because it's more of a visual thing. But the premise of the commercial is Beacon Plumbing. Um, and uh, if, I, if I find uh, the, the main premise is that he's going around tackling plumbers saying, hey, you're not following the proper rules. He's the plumbing rules coordinator for Beacon Plumbing. That's what Bobby right. Wagner is. Yeah, I'm imagining that's not a real job, but, you know, maybe it is. I don't know. Pays a lot. Yeah, it does well. I mean, it was that or a wing stop. <laughs> uh, so here's the commercial. Did your mama race right? Beacon rule number 23. Always put your booties on. Now, my wife would appreciate that. She put hates it on. whenever we bring somebody into the house to do repairs and they don't take, they either don't take their shoes off or don't put the booties on. She's a, she's a, she's very obsessed about people wearing shoes in our house. Like obsessed in you better not. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that, that would, that, that's right there. She's sold. We're working with Beacon Plumbing. Yeah. Always use the camera to make sure the drain is clear. Rule number 47, man. Man, come on. Rule number 54. Always set your tools on Beacon Map, fool. Hey. Hey. Call Beacon Plumbing today. Stop freaking. Call Beacon. All right. That is that last part where you hear Bobby go, hey, hey, and the girl says, hey. Right. So the whole commercial is him tackling people doing bad jobs. Yep. But it appears that this is like a single family home, this and that. So at the end, when Bobby looks at her and says, hey, and she says, hey, back, there's tension. There's some serious sexual tension. All right. To say the least, right? Yes. It looks like he's doing more than just plumbing. Right. It like looks like he's laying the pipe. That's right. It looks like he's getting her to help out and put her hand on the pipe every once in a while. So we watch that and we're just like, wait a minute. Does he hit on your wife after he's done doing your plumbing? I'm Bobby Wagner and I'm going to bang your wife. So yeah. stop freaking. And it just seemed unnecessary. Like, why does he have to hit on the woman at the end? Hey. Hey. And then for all we know, it's very innocent, but it just looked, and maybe it was just us in the state of mind that we might have been in. But man, every time we watched it, Ted and I were in tears because it just seemed like he was just aggressively hitting on her yeah, in this right, commercial. I'll be completely quiet. Play it again. You tell me you don't hear the sexual tension. Hey. 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 Yeah. Hey. 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 hey I want to hey. have sex with you. Right? You can tackle me, Bobby. Hey. Hey. Because there's no follow-up either, right? I mean, that's like Joey Tribbiani, like, how you doing, right? I mean, that's his hey. He's just like, hey. Wouldn't it be great if the next follow-up commercial was like them just banging? Yeah. Well, I'm going to feel even worse if we find out this is Bobby Wagner's like girlfriend or something. <laughs> and we're just like, why is that in there? Or the owner's wife, and he just yeah. cast her in the commercial. And we we're like, oh, it's very clear Bobby Wagner's having sex with this hot blonde. The tension is in the air. Stop freaking. Bobby's banging your wife. <laughs> right? That's, that's what we couldn't get. It just seemed... We were, we just, I just kept saying, like, why is that in there? I don't understand what that has to do with anything else. Hey. hey. I mean, it seems like literally he's going to say, hey, do you want to get a drink? Yeah. Right? Like, hey, I'm done. Uh, I, I could take my booties off. <laughs> <laughs> right? I've, uh, you know, I've taken out all the other dudes. 
It's just me and you now. I have this thing. It's called the icon. It supposedly uh, helps measure certain things like girth measurement. Yeah, that's what we want to do, Icon Condom. I want to have to see if I'm as good as Bobby Wagner. Hey. Hey. <laughs> that would be great if the Icon had like a celebrity um, leaderboard oh, of thrusts. Of thrust. God, or it could be disappointing. Yeah, who would be the most disappointing? It'd have to be like The Rock. <laughs> Why? Because he like he's like all that is right with man, and then you look at his thrust board, and the, the, it's like the rock's in there for like thirty seconds, and he's out, man. <laughs> you know, it's like it's weird. He has a lot of stamina. But... The rock doesn't have time for your candy ass. Let's let's finish this. I'm gonna take this condom. Right. I'm gonna shove it up your sideways. Right, just like yeah, whatever, dude. I can withstand thirty seconds of it. I'm gonna spank that Rudy Tooty ass. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine like being in the gym? The rocks in there, and then all of a sudden it's like, yeah. I mean, he looks impressive, but have you seen his stats? <laughs> can you smell what the rock is banging? Quickly, quickly. <laughs> yeah, he's got like ten thrusts. Hey, Rock, what are you, what are you, is this like a 60-second set? Yeah, would you just drop a people's elbow and think you, that's all you had to do? Didn't you see the kind of effort that Bobby Wagner's putting into things? Hey. Hey. Yeah, come on, Rock, you're not Goldberg. Takes longer than 30 seconds. Dude, speaking of wrestling, while we have a second, um... I don't, I don't know if you watched the, the Fastlane pay-per-view. <laughs> I did. I'm just quoting. I'm just making fun of it from what I read on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Goldberg wins in 24 seconds. I yeah. did. I, I'm just such the anti-nerdy wrestling fan. I mean, I'm a nerdy wrestling fan, but I don't get worked up over storylines and get angry because I understand that there's like a method to their madness. I don't necessarily always agree with it, but you know, they're trying to set the stage for WrestleMania. Goldberg versus Lesnar. I know for the hardcore wrestling fans, it's like, wow, two part-timers, but that's been the, the theme of WrestleMania since day one. Let's not forget, and uh, Conrad Thompson does a great podcast, Something to Wrestle With, and uh, What Happened When, also with uh, Tony Schiavone and the other ones with the Bruce Pritchard. And he just brought up a great point. Let's not forget, WrestleMania 1 had Mr. T in the main event. Yeah. Like, this has been... WrestleMania is always the Super Bowl of wrestling for a reason because they're trying to make it mainstream pop culture. It's not just for the hardcore wrestling fans. So that doesn't bother me, and I get why they had to put the belt on him. And I, I loved how you know Jericho interfered, and it creates a good rivalry for WrestleMania between Jericho and Owens, which I'm really pumped about, and I'm going to WrestleMania, so maybe I'm just a company shill. I don't know. Where is it? Orlando. Oh, you going to hit the world at all? I'm going to try, man. I don't know. There's going to be a lot of wrestling stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm crashing at our buddy uh, AJ Francis's house. Oh, it's gonna be fun. Yep, yep. Me and the jobbing out guys, we're all taking over his house. Don't uh, don't bring up high school basketball. I was hoping I could borrow a, a Demath T-shirt. Yeah, this ain't the time. No, I'm pretty sure Gonzaga just won the league. Uh oh. Yeah. Well, you know, God's purple. He is not purple, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> so, in, in his credit, though, I did not realize he's an Arsenal man. So that makes me. I like saw him. that you two were broing down. I've seen him talk about Arsenal before, and I kept meaning to ask you, like, do you know that AJ is not only a fellow, you know, DC guy terp. and a terp, but he's also an Arsenal guy. Like, you two are like spirit animals. Yeah, minus high like, school. Yeah, minus high school, <laughs> which is cool because I hated my high school existence, so I'm, I'm willing to like not, I'm willing not to look into that part of your d- dynamic between the two of you, but like, that may be why I get along with both of you so well. Yeah, you love an Arsenal fan. Yeah, I'm, I'm all for Arsenal fans. Yeah. Um, so... <laughs> Remember, you we watched the match after we left Bird at 4.30 in the morning. That's right. <laughs> well, I don't necessarily remember, but I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, why don't we take a quick break? When we come back, right. 
something happened after uh, the WWE's fast lane, which I thought was just hilarious. It just shows some guys are still stuck in the 90s attitude era of being, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and there's a certain guy in the world of the wrestling, Jerry Lawler, who said some very strange things during uh, their post Fast, fast lane uh, show, which was on the WWE Network. When we get back, we'll 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 visit that. Thank God for ghosts and Ted and Steve. The mega cast will be back. It's been two months since Christmas and your kid's still banging his drums or popping you with his Nerf gun or whipping that whistling tube thing around his head or just asking you to bop it. Uh, you want it to end, but you can't throw bop it away. But we here at Grab and Go can. Call us up and under the cover of night, we'll cut a small hole in your dining room window with a high precision field proven laser through which a team of ninjas attired in light armor and trained in the espionage arts of feudal Japan will enter your home, step over your slumbering cat, soundlessly scale your steps, slink into your child's room, delicately gather their annoying crap in a burn bag, and then as a bonus, disrupt furniture as they exit to make it look like a home invasion. It's like Santa, but in reverse. Goodbye, dumb whistling tube thingy. Hello, peace and quiet. Grab and go, because what else are you going to do? Tell your children no? Grab and go. Call us today. Text me and Steve are your friends. As for me, I'm a robot. If I'm your friend, that's sad. The mega past is bad. I got some good friends that live down the street. Got a good looking woman with her arms around me. Here in a small town where it feels like home. I got everything I need and nothing. Everything I need, nothing that I don't know. Oh, geez, we're talking now. I'm almost, <laughs> almost right out of time right there. Let me get that timer there, Ted. We're just talking about I'm going to WrestleMania, um, and it's in Orlando, and I'm just beyond excited just telling Ted about all of my plans, and yeah. it's going to be a good time. But uh, one guy who maybe won't get invited to WrestleMania is Jerry the King Lawler. Jerry, Why? He's the king. He's the king. I love Jerry. Don't get me wrong. Like This is not what I'm about to play. There's no plight. Like I've seen some people online that are like, Jerry should get fired. And I'm like, that's a little ridiculous. In fact, I just thought it was entertaining. And I think he should just be that guy. And like the dynamic between him, old school, guy's guy, almost to the point of women don't belong in wrestling mentality. Paired up with Renee Young, who's just very, just awesome on the microphone. I think she adds so much to the WWE, and especially in these kind of shows. 
Like the, the dynamic between the two is great because, as we'll hear, Renee Young will call him on his stuff, which I think is yeah. awesome. So it all starts off with while I'm watching, it's it, it's it's their um, raw talk is what the show is called because raw talk. raw talk, nothing to do. Brought to you by Icon. <laughs> no. Now. They're talking to Roman Reigns, who just successfully beat Braun Strowman in in their match at Fastlane. All right. And this was like the first sign of, what's going on with Jerry the King? Like, he's going off weird tangents. It wasn't anything bad, but it was just like, even uh, Roman kind of called him on, like, I had no idea where you were going with this, Jerry. So they're just talking about the fact that, you know, Braun Strowman's a big guy, and Jerry gives a weird analogy that involves a raccoon. All right. All right, here we go. I think you mouth, this is my yard, right? Every single day. If you want to own this place, if you want to run this place, you better be here every single day. And that's what I do. Now, that's a very good point. I think Roman, waxing philosophical. I like that. Okay, now here's the analogy. Let me just give you a little analogy here. Because it it just immediately came to my mind when you said, this is my yard. At home, in Memphis, Tennessee, we had a little dog, right? And our backyard is his yard. Mm-hmm. And I have to take him out and, you know, let him do his business, stand there and watch him. That's his yard. You let a bird come in the yard, man, he's after him. You let a squirrel come in the yard, he's after him. But last week, I took him out in the backyard, and I heard this growling noise, and he heard this growling noise, and I looked up, and coming over our fence was a raccoon that was about oh, this no. big. No, just... Visually, both Renee Young and Roman Reigns look completely confused. Like, where, what is old man Jerry the King saying right <laughs> now? She goes, oh, no. <laughs> right with that fake enthusiasm. Right, like, oh, God, what happens to wow. your dog, Jerry? Tell me more about that raccoon, Jerry. Now, my dog ran right between my legs back into the house. <laughs> what are you going to do? What are you going to do, Roman, if all of a sudden at WrestleMania, a raccoon shows up? What an analogy. I, I was about to say, well, that's what? one hell of an analogy. I didn't know where that How was going. How do we going? go from Braun Strowman to a raccoon? Um, and I'm I, just you know, talking I, about your yard. I don't want to get any raccoon like in WrestleMania? Here, but I, to be honest, I do have some problems at home with raccoons in my trash. So I tell you what I'd like to do. Man, they are both. I like their reactions. The, the pause, let me see if I can find that, is the best part. Yeah, they're both just like, what? Legs back into the house. What are you going to do? What are you going to do, Roman, if all of a sudden at WrestleMania, a raccoon shows up? One Mississippi, two Mississippi. What an analogy. I I was about to say what? I'm guessing Roman just looking at him. Because Renee just finally, like, out of professionalism, just has to say something. Right. He's just like, you know, man, they give us classes on how to do promos, how to do interviews. I don't know how to react to this analogy there, Jerry. I mean, I'm I'm tracking with him. I get the overall spirit that just seemed like a very long analogy right. with raccoons. And like, just out of the blue, you had this analogy. Yeah, speaking of yards, got a raccoon in mind. <laughs> Do you know anyone who can help me get rid of that raccoon? <laughs> right. But then it gets better. So then we now have uh, Sasha Banks and Bailey. They're on the panel now right. with them, and they're both fresh off of winning their matches. Sasha Banks beat Nia Jax. Bailey retained her title by beating Charlotte, which was awesome. And the two of them are, I think they're setting the stage for eventually Sa- Sasha Banks is going to go bad and turn her back on Bailey because they're, they're super friendly, chummy, lovey dovey. And that's kind of, you can get they the, seem like I didn't know they were t- chummy now, but it seems like, sorry, it just seemed like, I, I don't know how they are as regular humans. But it seems like the characters of Sasha Banks and oh, Bailey yeah. are completely different. 
Very different. In real life, apparently, though, they're super close. Like, yeah. they, they call it the four horsewomen, and it's those two. Um, Charlotte. Charlotte and uh, Becky Lynch. Apparently, right. they, they came up through the development the developmental program and have been each other's support system all through these years. But, nice. you know, it's kind of a cool backstory. So they're talking about Sasha Banks beating Nia Jax, who's a bigger woman. Yeah. And Jerry, I don't think he meant any harm by this comment. I think he would have said this comment if you, if you, even if they were talking about a big guy. But what he basically did is tell, he, he, he did a fat joke about Nia Jax. All right. And he refers to a car accident in this joke or in this line or in this il- how he's trying to illustrate his point. Here's the thing. I don't think he knows the backstory that N- Nia Jax got into a bad car accident at one point with The Rock's, I think, mom. And, like, it was a pretty, like, luckily they're both okay. But, like, it was a pretty scary situation. Yeah. So he's doing a roundabout fat joke and a car accident joke to a roundabout, larger woman. Steve? Oh, yeah. You know what? Me and Jerry. God damn it. And let me tell you about my raccoons that are in my backyard, Ted. Poor Lulu. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's her yard. It's more like her nook. I don't have a yard. <laughs> her gravel pit. All right, so here's that moment. Really, she's really not like most girls. I mean, she is the biggest girl we have on this woman's division. And um, she got hit by a car once, and it took three surgeons to remove it. Wow, that's great. She's big. I'm she's... telling you, she's big. <laughs> nice thing. <laughs> oh, Bailey just... rolled her eyes at that joke. <laughs> is he saying that? Like, offhanded, or does he know she was in that car accident? I don't know. And did he just say it took three doctors to get her out? or To remove, I think, the car from her. I don't oh. understand the joke fully. But, like, it, 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 it fell, like, like, it did not go over well. All right. Everyone's giving him, like, the glare, like, shut the F up, Jerry. Yeah. But, like, you wonder, like, did he know, did he not know? Let's not, this has been a weird weekend for Jerry the King Lawler, because also, he retweeted a story, somebody tweeted at him. This just shows maybe he's just not fully all there anymore. And and I don't mean that to be rude, but someone tweeted a story at him and he retweeted it. Here's the thing. The story was about Jerry Lawler being accused of um, rape and sodomy back in 1993. So I don't think Jerry read what the guy wrote. He just saw that he was tagged in it and retweeted it. Like the guy wrote... What um what did it say? Uh, this guy Andy says found some hilarious pro wrestling content from my childhood in my parents' house, and then it showed the news clipping of Jerry the King Lawler in trouble for sodomy and rape, and Jerry retweets that. So then the entire Twitter blows up. Everyone's basically the same. Con- Everyone has the same mentality of what in the hell? Why would he retweet that? Yeah. And it was up for an hour until he finally pulled it down. Jesus. So that just shows, like, I don't know if Jerry's fully paying attention anymore. Yeah. The last clip, though, uh, which is perfect because today is International Women's Day, <laughs> or Day Without a Woman, Yeah, depending on how you want to look at it, and obviously- I'm laughing cast, at, I'm, my giggle is because of Jerry, not because it's like- No, we're celebrating. We have no women on this podcast today. Well, then again, we never do. We so, never do. Yeah. And sometimes Tyron pops in. She should have popped in. She's been on the today. Megacast once. Yeah, a couple yeah. times, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So- um, We gave her the day off. We did. It was the right thing to do. Uh, so being that International Women's Day was just right around the corner, it makes this clip even more ridiculous. And it's so funny because Renee just shuts him down. It's cool when you see people that are able to support. So she's talking about um, Bailey and Sasha Banks and how they get along so well and All how right. cool it is that two women get along so well. Support each other in that way. I mean, in the same division and being able to actually have each other's backs. It's nice to see that. I know, but do you really buy it? 
I do buy it. I do buy yeah, it. I, I think I, when you see like that I, I, strong I, listen, I said this. I said this many times when I was doing commentary on Raw and SmackDown, and and. I, I really half-heartedly believe that. I said it, you know, sort of just says to try to... Here comes the setup. Yep. Be colorful. But I used to say that all women secretly despise you. Don't. Other. Don't do no, what, it. What? It's don't, not don't. right. It's not even accurate. I think that that is an old school mind of thought. Or thought <laughs> I can't even spit the thing. A thought process. But I don't think that's the case. I think that women like to support each other. And I think that women seek out those relationships to be able to wholeheartedly uh, support each other. So I think that it's cool to see that. I uh, I appreciate it. Yeah, um, okay. I believe that too. But nobody gets involved in this business unless they want to be the best that's a different story and maybe you're right and now we're moving on now we're moving on you've pissed me off yeah good for her yeah i thought it was great how she shut it down and a lot of people are showing her a lot of love for how she handled the whole situation that's why i'm like some people are like he needs to go and i'm like no we need more of this old man jerry with young renee is a great partnership yeah, let her shut let let her shut him down constantly. Right, just give her full clearance to call him out on the dumb things that he'll say. Yeah. I I will watch that show every day if they put it out there every day. <laughs> and I don't necessarily agree. I mean, do you? I mean, I don't think all women are secretly despised. That's like saying oh, two of our mega family people who always chime in on our podcast, Ashley and Stephanie. You think they dis- they secretly despise each other? I don't. Oh, no, no, no. Not at all. I don't think it's a secret at all. They they show it. They hate each other. No, yeah. I think I think I think guys just tend to have a bigger group of friends. Mhm. And but right, I don't think all women despise each other. No. I mean like right, like I, I don't know. Like you'll meet girls that have more like prefer to hang out with dudes, but they have girlfriends. Right. They're just not like they're just they're just not like me and you that have like I don't know. I just feel like guys generally have a wider swath. But like, right? It's I. I would never say that. I think all women despise each other. Oh, when you said guys, it always makes me think of that ridiculous meme or video that people post when it's like when a girl says that she has only guy friends. This is what she means, and it's a picture of a girl just with a bunch of hot dogs around her face. <laughs> I don't know why. I know, that thing makes me laugh every time. It's uh, maybe I'm Jerry Lawler in this moment, but I think that's the funniest freaking thing ever because it's so ridiculous with all these hot dogs like right against her face. Hot dogs. Hot dogs. Hot dogs. So yeah, I I'm fully on board with Jerry the King Lawler and Renee Young doing more stuff together. Yeah, let's up the sexism. Yes. Jerry, we're going to need more sexism. Can you do that for us? <laughs> I mean, he is the guy who coined the term puppies, talking about boobs. Yeah. Let's see those puppies. The Attitude Era was a whole different time. And it was. And he's still that guy from yeah. the Attitude Era. That was his bread and butter. That was when he was at his best when it comes to commentary. So I'm not shocked. Yeah. Man, um... I, I, you know, I was going to say, and, and sometimes too, like, there, I, I worry now that we get so upset over little things that sometimes we, we aren't upset about the giant things that we should be pissed about. Well, because it's easier to get upset about the small stuff. Yeah. You're right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's easy to be like, he should be fired. I'm so, in, I'm outraged. I'm offended. Yeah. It's like, why? I'm not offended by what he said. I found it to be very entertaining because of how Renee handled it. Now, yeah. if it was like him and some other old school wrestler just crapping all over the women... Yeah, I'd be like, that's stupid. Get him off the show. I get it. Like, But I think the yin and yang of those two was great. Yeah, that's good for her. Oh, dude, I thought it, it, it elevated her stock. I yeah. mean, a lot of people have been writing about how awesome Renee Young is because of that moment. But she's been awesome for a while now. She's one of the best 
I think she would. She's going to succeed outside of the WWE if she ever chooses to leave it. Like you know, yeah. she's just a good sports announcer. She she she's just entertaining and very likable. And I got to meet her last year at WrestleMania, and nice. she's even hotter in person. All right, cool. Not that that ha- that's like the most. I'm showing. Thanks, Steve. I'm, Thanks, Jerry. Right. I'm I'm heralding her attributes, and then I just bring her right back down to sexism. Yep. You know, she's pretty hot. She's got a sweet ass. Besides that, she's great on the microphone. No. <laughs> I mean, I'm kidding, but I'm not kidding. She does have a nice... Bu- no, let's move on. Yeah. Yep, it's getting weird. Come on, Jerry. I feel like I'm on a Pull weird... Pull it together. I'm on like a weird acid trip, Ted. We're not gonna We're not gonna get creepy this week, Steve. No! I'm proud of us, dude. Here we are. Almost yeah. done, and it just almost, got creepy. Almost. <laughs> um, have you seen this story about a 19-year-old guy? He called uh, 911 in Cleveland. All right. I, I joke, that was the worst attempt at a segue by me saying acid, because it's I got about it, man. a guy on acid. So he calls the cops... And tells him that baby spiders were crawling out of his mouth. Okay. He says that he swallowed a pregnant spider that had given birth in his stomach. Now, it all turns out he was on acid. Did he say how much acid he took? Uh, Let's see. Okay, so 19-year-old guy in Cleveland called the cops around 9 p.m. on Thursday of last week. Told them that he swallowed a pregnant spider giving birth in his stomach. He said tiny babies were starting to crawl out of his mouth and that he could feel their legs scratching around in his throat. This is where he started you know, freaking out. Now, of course, it wasn't true because he said he dropped acid about an hour before calling 911. Uh, doesn't say exactly how much acid, though, unfortunately. But I got to love uh, the police department. They put up a Facebook post. I, so, I got to say, too, that's an awfully quick reaction. He dropped acid an hour ago and he's already tripping out. Thinking how much acid did he take, do you think? I've never done acid, so I have no idea what it need, how much acid you need to take in order for you to feel like you swallowed a spider and it's now giving birth inside of you. I mean, you know, it's all going to vary, but I mean, I'm just saying that seems like really strong liquid acid if within an hour he's freaking out like that. Yeah. He even said, according to the police report on Facebook, he says they said he could also, quote, feel all eight legs crawling around in his throat. Further investigation revealed that the man had ingested LSD just an hour beforehand, transported by them for medical treatment. If this Facebook post doesn't convince you to not partake in the use of drugs, nothing will. I disagree. This sounds like a party. <laughs> right? Sounds like he needed a drug buddy. Yeah, someone to be like, dude. Chill out. You're high. Right? It's going to be okay. I've had those. I mean, we've all had the drug buddy. I remember in college having a conversation with a plate of cookies on the third floor of our house at our fraternity house. Having a full- Were they smart cookies? Yeah, of course. Right? All knowledgeable cookies. Bunch of smart, silly cookies. Some of them even were funny cookies. And I'm talking to them. Finally, my buddy Kyle and my buddy Andy are like, Migs, you're really freaking us out right now because we're, we've done mushrooms quite a few times. This is your first time and you're kind of making us feel like it's our first time. You need to leave. Oh my God. They told you to leave? Yes. So now I'm like, all right. So I go downstairs. You need to leave? Now, understand, there's about 20 of us all doing mushrooms at the same time in a house. Yeah. Now, right. 10, no, I'd say seven guys have done it before. So they took up this, the third floor, and that was like their floor. You know you what I mean? You need to leave the third floor. Right. I thought they like kicked you out of the house. No, so no, like, no, no, no. Dude, these are the worst drug buddies ever. <laughs> this is your first time? All right, hit, <laughs> kick rocks. Yeah, hit the bricks. No, they wanted me out of that floor. Okay, so all I'm right, like, all right. I'm like, uh, all right. But those are my closer buddies. That's why I was up there with them. So now I'm going down the stairs, and now, as you know, I mean, whenever you're on something like that, sometimes your mind gets to tri- starts playing tricks on you. Yeah. So that was that moment that I was like, my friends hate me. 
And yeah. then, it, then it quickly escalated to, I'm pretty sure they might try and kill me tonight. <sighs> I need to hide. Oh, so now I go God. into my buddy Kevin's room because he's freaking out somewhere else. I walk into his room because there's no locks, close the door, walk into his closet, close the door, and now I'm sitting in his closet for what felt like hours. In Just, the dark? Uh, there was like a little glimmer of light from the room, like through the cracks, so I could kind of, oh. so I could see there was a picture in his, in that, and I found in the closet of me and my buddy Kyle and my buddy Andy. Mind you, the two guys who told me to leave. Right. But even though, now in my head, I'm like, well, those two aren't going to kill me because they took a picture with me. Therefore, we must be friends. All right. All this, right. This makes sense. Good logic. This makes sense. So now I'm sitting in there feeling a little bit better. Like, okay, well, they're not, they're not going to kill me. They'll, they'll tell the other guys. Now hearing all this commotion, I'm like, oh, crap. Maybe they're not with those guys, and now they're all trying to kill me. So now I'm, like, really freaking out. You're freaking out, and I have to imagine... When In the closet. Op- when I open that door, they are going to freak out. <laughs> so now, <laughs> Kevin makes his way back into the room. I must have been making noise, but in my head, I was being very quiet. But I probably was talking out loud and thinking I'm t- just thinking these thoughts. So finally, I hear Kevin going, Megs, you got to get out of my closet. <laughs> I'm just quiet. I'm like, don't say anything. He doesn't know I'm in here. He goes, Megs, I know you're in there. Get out of my closet. You're freaking me out. Because he's freaking out. And I go, Kevin, I'm not in your closet. (laughs) What? He goes, okay. Thought you were. (laughs) And now he's just quiet for maybe 20, 30 minutes. Again, I have no concept of time. he's still in the room. He's still in the room. Now there's a guy screaming. At this point, our buddy Rum- Rubble, because uh, his big brother's name is Flintstone, so we called him Rubble. Right. Um, he is really losing his mind and is convinced that somebody who looks like Godzilla is trying to attack him. So now he's on the roof of the, 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 the house uh, threatening to jump. So everyone's freaking out about that. That's a legit one to freak out about. <laughs> yeah, I'm still in the closet. Kevin's still in his bed. Kevin finally goes again. Megs, you're in my closet. You lied to me. I know you're in my closet. You need to get out now. Oh, my God. Kevin, I'm not in your closet. I'm not even here. Okay. This goes on all night. Finally, I I get out of the closet. He's like, I knew you were in my closet. I'm like, I'm freaking out, man. Everyone's trying to kill me. He's like, no one's trying to kill you, but Godzilla's trying to kill Rubble. See, this sounds like the worst trip ever. It's the worst trip ever. Not a good idea to do mushrooms with like 20 dudes. Right. And then how old are you guys? Like 19 or 20? Yeah, all of us varying between 18 and 21. Yeah, so just just wait a little bit. But I love, like, so they post this about the acid trip. The comments on the Facebook page were great. One person says, dang, can I get some? Right. Next person. Can we at least discuss the possibility that this gentleman may have, in fact, swallowed a pregnant spider and the LSD only served to intensify his concerns? That's fair. Next person writes, if you would have just put on Pink Floyd and laid in bed, none of this would have happened. (laughs) And Ted, I like this one. This could be quite possibly the deepest statement about this story. Stupid people do stupid things on drugs. Smart people do smart things on drugs. Case closed. <laughs> That's a man that likes his LSD. Right? And is annoyed that this guy's calling the cops. It's like I'm shutting it down. Right? So then I come across on Reddit um, acid trips, horror right. stories, 
funny stories. There's a whole thread about it. One person wrote, and they, and they included all psychedelics, like mushrooms as well. One person wrote, I one time ate mushrooms and I forgot I wasn't verbally, this is a great story. I wasn't verbally following along with the conversation that everyone was having. I was making all the faces and hand gestures as though I was an active part of the conversation, which I was as far as I was concerned. I thought I was speaking my inner monologue and then after a while, I realized I was just sitting there silently, making faces and waving my arms in the air. Damn. Another person says, I did acid at the Grand Canyon on my honeymoon. I got a text from my roommate just after the peak saying, our house was burglarized. He had caught the guy in the act and he ran. Even though they, we were tripping, we had a call. My roommate was in the car with the cops driving around looking for the guy. And they found him while they were on the phone. Turned a terrible trip into an excellent one. Jesus. Could you imagine getting that? One person even brought up a point on this thread says, this is why you turn your phone off when you're doing acid. Yeah. Another person, worst trip I ever had was when I was at a town hall meeting at City Hall, and I got involved in a heated discussion about food trucks and the lack of more green spaces for parks and apple trees. In retrospect, it was a bad place to trip. Yeah, don't, what are you doing? Why would you go to City Hall for a town hall meeting? Yeah, that's terrible. And my favorite, very simple, Best acid trip, Disneyland. Worst, the DMV. That's too much acid. Stop doing that much acid. You're just doing acid to go to the DMV? I mean, come on. You're like, you're getting nothing out of that experience but a nightmare. Right. The DMV sucks. I get it. Yeah. But I get getting stoned when you go to the DMV. <laughs> it's this goddamn DMV. Go sober. What is going on with you people, Steve? It's the Department of Motor Vehicles. Don't show up busted all to the DMV. Hey. Hey. Jesus Christ. This fell off the rails. A moment of clarity from V. Ted Smith. All right, let's get out of here, Ted. Right. Don't forget to join us on March 25th over at Virtual Sports in Tequila. Yeah. Big party from 3 to 5 p.m. Free laser tag, free dodgeball, and free virtual gaming. Yeah. Let's get 10, Mega Family. Hopefully, we'll see you there on the 25th. One, two, I was about to say we're off next week because I'm in Hawaii. Mahalo, bitches. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening. Follow us on Twitter at The Megacast. Peace. We're here to rock your f***ing faces off. Hey. Hey.